Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Toyin, you mystery. Um, for those joining us, you know, it's kind of a different setting today because I'm focused more on the 360 women ministry that I lead. So if you're online, do say hello. Um, today I had planned for kind of like a workshop and sharing uh, a couple of things in terms of how to live with clarity, purpose and direction. But kind of last minute, I decided not to make it so formal because I, I was going to have like PowerPoints and all of those things. I was like, no, maybe I'll just make this more of a conversation. So with everything happening in the world today, <laughs> how are you coping <laughs> as a woman, as a professional woman, as a leader, as a parent, as a spouse, as a sister, as a daughter, like how are you how are you coping? <laughs> because I tell you, the world we're living in today looks completely different than say a year ago. So for me, um, part of why you know this is so important is I feel like as a believer, as a Christian, um, I've always lived my life pretty much with biblical principles. Like I align myself <laughs> to that because boy <laughs> navigating this world and doing what you're called to do um it's it's it takes a lot so for me my foundation is faith my everything i do comes from that immersing myself in that belief system um that's how i'm able to function <laughs> that's how i'm able to lead that's how i'm able to be the best version of myself wherever um I find myself or whichever role that I'm functioning in. So that's how I've always done things. And then last year I started feeling like, okay, Toyin, maybe you need to share more, you know, one-on-one -on -one you connect with people, one-on-one -on -one you try to share a little bit with people, but maybe you just need to formalize this. And that's what gave birth to the 360 woman in terms of just trying to find the best way to describe how how I've decided to live my life. Um, because what I found is that out there, you're going to encounter so much information that tilts you in one way or the other. You know, one would say, oh, lean in professionally. Another would say, hey, family. But for me, I came to this conclusion that with God's help, I want to, and I believe I can live a 360 life not abandon, abandoning one area of my life or not over prioritizing one area of my life. And that required me to actually merge all aspects of my life. And for those that have seen some of the content out there on YouTube that we've put on the 360 Woman YouTube channel, you see some of the mini videos I've done. And I just felt, I think there's so much more to this topic that I needed to spend more time just going deeper dive. So who is the 360 woman? I think the 360 woman is somebody committed to showing up to the world fully. Again, the 360 woman is someone, is a woman that is committed to showing up to this world fully. The reason I use the word committed is because this is a journey that you have to commit to. It's going to take active participation because a lot of times I think a lot of us live our life out of default. So default, how we've been raised, 
Um, and, and just shout out, I want to say happy birthday to my sister. Today is her, her birthday. Um, she's, if you're watching this, it's happy birthday. <laughs> so anyway, what I see as the reason I use the word commitment is that we cannot live by default, meaning whatever, whatever principles were handed over to you, you have to consciously decide which one works now for you and which one you need to refine. Like, I think that's a responsibility we have to take on. Um, and we cannot, um, a 360 woman does not point fingers and say, hey, you did this to me. A 360 woman is empowered to create the life she loves, the life she desires. And in order for you to create the life you love and in order for you to create the life you desire, it's, excuse me, it requires active, active participation, active engagement. And that's what the 360 Woman is about. It's taking charge of who you are, who you want to be, taking responsibility of who you are, who you want to be, and getting in the driver's seat of one's life. You've got this one life that it's a gift from God. And from a faith standpoint, as a Christian, if you also know and you understand that only you will give account, like nobody, nobody that you're blaming today or nobody that you're pointing to would be responsible for giving account for the life you're living. You know, those type of strong understanding should awaken us to the responsibility we have because if I know that one day I'm going to stand in front of my creator and give account to him, <laughs> I won't be able to say, oh, <laughs> this person is why I didn't do this. Oh, that person, no, 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 no. That's, there, there will not be any room for any excuses. Like God has empowered you, right? God has empowered you, he has given us everything we need for life and godliness, so that empowerment is what I mean by the 360 woman in terms of committing to living that life of empowerment, not the empowerment that the world gives, right? The empowerment that your creator has handed over to you, the opportunity he has given you to be here, to show up and to um, impact your world. Now that looks different for different people. So that's the next thing is that what you're about has to look different. Like what I care about and what you care about has to be different. If it's not different, then why are, we don't need many of us. <laughs> so, you know, you have permission. You have permission to be you. You have permission to love. You have permission to be. You have permission to exist. You have permission to tear down things in your life that are not working. You have permission to build up things that you need to su survive and to sustain. So for me, I'm fierce. I'm fierce when it comes to negativity. I do not stand negativity. That's because I, it, it does nothing for me. Some other people can, you know, enjoy it. I, I just had a conversation with my husband this morning. <laughs> Funny enough, because I had to tell him, this is one thing he talks about me. We know each other. Like I know him, he knows me. One of the things about me is I'm black and white. I'm telling you, I'm black and white. I'm either in or out. Like, I don't know. I, I told I don't know gray. I don't know gray. You know, it's like what Jesus talked about or God talked about, like, are you cold or are you hot? Like, 
ah, lukewarm, man, I shy, I don't. <laughs> it's just lukewarm does nothing in this world. And God even talks about we being the salt. Salt is not neutral. Water is neutral. That's why everybody uses water. Water has, is it not, is it, for the chemistry people, is it not neutral pH? Salt, come on. When you're the salt of the world, you should have a taste. People should be able to taste you. People should be able to experience you. Now, your, the experience may not be, it may be shocking or surprising to them, but at least they experienced you. So Shasha, I see you. Thank you for stopping by. If you're on, please stop by. And if you're watching the replay of this, I would love to hear back as well. So we are the salt of the world. Everywhere we go, in our homes, in our relationships, people are experiencing us. We get to decide how we want people to experience us. I think the other thing, just to lay foundation, is we also have to learn how to forgive ourselves. I think maybe that's the most important thing I have realized in my life. Like, towing, you need to forgive yourself. Like, because there are times when, oh, not even times, I make mistakes every time. <laughs> even Paul said it, like, the things I want to do, I'm not able to do. Like, you know, the things we write, the things we type, the, things, the words we speak, our heart, it's not always in the right place. It's not. But one thing God does, he says, his mercies are new every morning. Which means, how do you renew yourself? How do you offer yourself more grace? And the grace you extend to yourself, I believe, is the grace you can extend to other people. So I see a lot of judgmental things out there, especially on social media. And my own conclusion is, the people that sit in judgment seats are even judging them their own life as well. Like, you cannot judge other people. If you judge other people, you are literally judging yourself. So for me, I don't want people sitting in judgment of me. So I like, I try to offer myself grace every day. Because when you do what I do, or when you show up, when you're committed to showing up in the world, you're going to make mistakes. At a minimum, I when, because I write a lot on, online and I'm very engaged because of my work, I make typos. You know, I'm like typing so much and it's a, it's as simple as typos there are so many typos in our life people call me out and i say yay thank you i'll fix it <laughs> you know just the other day they were like oh the link you, you the link you shared is didn't work i'm like oh sorry i forgot a w <laughs> i'm like i forgive myself thank you for forgiving me i'll fix it and move on so we have to quickly in all areas of our lives see our humanity Perfectionism prevents you from being the best you. I am a recovering, what they call recovering. I'm a perfection. I'm kind of like that. But I've trained myself to loosen up because perfectionism, will, you beat yourself so hard and you prevent yourself from living the best version of you or from offering the best you to the world because you're like, you're judging yourself. You think people are judging you. You're like, no, I don't want to do this because people will say this. Da, da, da. Forgive yourself. Give yourself permission. In fact, plead the blood of Jesus <laughs> because Jesus has already forgiven even sins that you do not know you're going to commit next. I'm telling you. So that's something I think that has been so important to me is not judging myself. Um um seeing my humanity seeing that i'm incredibly flawed um so what else then if i know i'm flawed then what else am i offering the world i'm saying hey this is who i am 
would you take me as I am? Um, you know, would you take me as I am? I'm offering myself. That's the best that I can offer. And I think that's the best as a 360 woman, that's the best you can do to your kids. You can offer your best to your spouse. You can offer your best to your employer. You can offer yourself to yourself. You can offer yourself. There's no guarantee that you're not going to fail. There's no guarantee that you're not going to make mistakes. There's no guarantee that you're not going to offend people. There's no guarantee that you're not going to feel bad, but the blood of Jesus covers it all. <laughs> like I'm telling you, oh, wow. If you decide the moment you commit to showing up to this world, to being the best version of yourself, also commit to forgiving yourself, to be generous with yourself, to just offer yourself grace. And when you do that for yourself, I tell you, you'll be able to do the same for other people. Now, having said that, it doesn't mean you should tolerate crap. <laughs> I know, I'm very direct. Offering grace doesn't mean in your relationship you have to tolerate stuff. No. But you can address things from a place of grace. But you also have to guard your heart, guard your environment, and check the things you're allowing to come into your life. So I see some greetings coming in. Um, Shiska Shah Maharaj. I hope I said that well. You said so true. Thank you. Um, Linda from Kenya. Good morning. Good afternoon. I bet it's good afternoon to you. I see Achempong from Netherlands. Greetings. It said greetings from Addis Ababa. Um, Linda, Elise from Addis Ali Gabriel from Addis Ababa. I see you. Um, Linda Muyumbu, smiley face or love. <laughs> Hello. And Florence says she's tuning in from Kenya. Thank you so much. So for those who follow me on other platforms, you will know that I'm kind of like hardcore in terms of when it comes to uh, my day job and my business. But part of the 360 woman is also showing other sides of my world to say, I balance things because if you're living in the world and you're just one dimension, you're missing out on other opportunities. So for me, um, you know, I live, I, I live out my love in different ways. So my love for cooking, you know, I love, I love, let me say, it's not just love for cooking. I love presenting sumptuous meal to my family, like seeing their face lights up, <laughs> light up seeing my kids go mommy that was awesome that's that's what i love the 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 cooking side of the the cooking side is work it's chore i mean we know like cooking doing the things we have to do is real work it takes real commitment but the piece that makes it so rewarding like super rewarding is when i see the face of the people i'm showing love to through my cooking through my service that's makes me happy i'm telling you that that makes it all working you know it makes it all worth it i remember just to give you a gist <laughs> yeah this is a more relaxed conversation so let me give you a gist about two years ago i was still in arkansas you know i was in my kitchen uh cooking dinner i think at that time i, I was in corporate space i think i can't remember but anyway i was cooking in my kitchen roasting chicken grilling chicken and then 
I heard a knock in my back door, my backyard. Cook, 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 cook. Like then, so we have we have um, a very elderly man that helps us. Um, he's become a friend of the family that used to help us to mow our our lawn, like because of the big yard when I was knocking. So, so he was knocking on the back door. So my kids went and opened the back door, and he said, "Ah, what is your mom cooking?" <laughs> he was like, "What is your mom cooking? The smell." Of whatever she's cooking in the, as I'm mowing your grass in the back, ah, I've not had smelled that before. I work for so many people. People don't cook anymore. Women don't cook anymore. What is she cooking? <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a Caucasian man, probably in his fifties or sixty, and he's again a friend of the family. He was like, "What is that? The smell?" I say, "Shay, what is that?" Okay, so I engaged him. We started laughing when I saw his face. We ended up inviting him for dinner. So we invited him to our dinner table. You know, I served him, you know, everything I was serving my family, the chicken, everything. And at the table, we were all just laughing. He was like, ah, I, I have to tell you, every, I work with so many people. I visit so many people's houses. I'm telling you, people don't cook anymore. I was like, really? They don't cook? So what do they eat? Ah, so he doesn't know. Women are so busy these days. They don't cook. I said, oh, me, I cook. I cook. In fact, I invest, I invest heavily in utensils and I cook because for me, cooking is love. I'm telling you, cooking is love, cooking is service. I mean, we're going to eat anyway, right? In order for us to survive, like that's my own um, logical thinking. The way I think in terms of logic is if you want to live in this world, <laughs> you're going to need to eat food. And you're going to, if you, the best thing you can do for your body the best thing you can do for the people you love, I'm telling you, this is part of the 360 woman, which I'll break it down. You have to decide. Um, the best, this is the way I think is that if we're going to survive in the world, eating food is part of survival, right? And anything worth doing at all is worth doing well. If cooking is essential to living, I want to do it well. <laughs> I want to do it well. And it's a way. And if I'm raising kids and raising families, I don't want to feed them crap. So that's how I ended up committing myself to cooking. I, I invest in a lot of cookbooks. I in, invest in a lot of um, equipment because I'm, I'm a technologist by training. Um, so there are a lot of tech gadgets in my kitchen. Oh my gosh. If I watch the TV and they do an infomercial and they say, oh, by buying this, you will be able to do this in your kitchen. I will run and I will go and buy it. So we have waffle maker, we have grill, we, we have everything because it's just it's just one of those ways I, I live my life in terms of I apply logic and then I conclude and I say, okay, it's a lot of work, granted, but if I can do it and people appreciate it and it means well for me and the people I love, then I'm going to invest time in it. So my house, we have my kids, I ask my kids to do like uh like a cooking timetable. My kids will put all kinds of funny things in there. <laughs> I'll tell them, what do you want to eat for Tuesday night? It will be hamburger, homemade hamburger. I'll say, okay. Next thing, Wednesday, what do you want? They'll say, casadilla, mommy, casadilla. I'll say, shame. Because I'm <laughs> so in my house, we we don't eat like my husband loves traditional African stuff. I cook it. I mean, I throw down the traditional goat meat, all those things. But my kids, oh my gosh. When I when I give them carte blanche and I say, hey, tell me what you want. You see all kinds of names. You see 
uh, spaghetti meatballs. You see, that's what we do in my house. <laughs> I have all kinds of cookbooks. I'll tell them, yeah, you go and bring that cookbook. Let's let's see what's in there. So for me, this 360 woman is just showing, showing other sides of me that I'm not just hardcore or leaning in one dimension or professional. No, there are so many sides of us that we have to explore. Again, the 360 woman is committed to showing up fully to the world. Another side of me that I am committed to is beauty. <laughs> I tell you, that area is, it's like for me, whatever you want to do, just dedicate yourself to it. So I'm so committed to it that I am the go-to resource in my family for eyebrow. <laughs> I'm telling you. For anything skincare, I have enough that I have my own beauty line, my lipstick. I have my own skincare line. Like for real, like I've I've gone look nuclear. Like I've gone to the next level. Enough that my brother in Canada, he said, ah, that they were discussing in their house that his daughter had maybe pimples, and you know our younger brother was like, ah, talk to talk to your sister. She's the <laughs> So that's another area that for me, even though, again, I'm a professional woman, I show up to the boardroom to professional discussions as, you know, serious Tony, there, there's a 360 side of me that is committed to looking good, smelling good, feeling good, doing my stuff. That's the 360 woman. I've invested in, in that space as well. And that's why, you know, my friends... Um, Statoin, shout out if you're watching this. She'll be like, Toy, what do I do with eyebrow? I'll be like, the best eyebrow pencil is this. Don't even bother going to the market for anything else. Go and find this one. Arch it. This is what you should do. They'll say, ah, Toy, what do I do for this? I'm like, ah, you don't know. <laughs> so a lot of times, you know, people that see us in one dimension, they don't really see the other side of us, the funny side. I know some people are like, Toy, are you even funny? I'm like, you don't know me. You don't know me that way. Like, and, and that's something about grace as well. Like, because we give people permission to see one side of us, doesn't mean they, they see the 360 side of us, right? So I'm encouraging you, just because you are following people and you're seeing one side of them, it doesn't mean you should now tailor your life, 100% of your life to 10% of their life. No. Take a step back. And that's where the 360 comes in, in terms of, there's a diagram. If, if you check out um, the 360 woman on YouTube, there's a, there's a diagram I drew. And one thing I, I, I try to draw my own 360 diagram. Excuse me, I think I need some water. Mm. You see how big this thing is? Every single day. This is what I carry all over the place. Like I fill it up. I drink. I I don't always drink everything to the um, to the bottom, but that's that's what I carry around my house because I've tried different ways uh, of trying to take enough water every day. So don't get dehydrated. Water is good for you. Okay. So um, the three sixty two woman diagram for me, the way I see it is at the center is me. At around that center is a, like concentric. Uh, what do they call it? The circles. I don't want to mess up that word, concentric circles. So in the center is me. Around me is God and my faith and Jesus Christ. Because he said in him, we live, we move, and we find our being. 
in him we live, we move, and we find our being. My being, every time, everything about me is inserted in Christ. I cannot live outside of him. This conversation I'm having is in him. Everything I do is in him. How I show up to the world is in him. So I'm in the center, but I'm inside Christ. His will, his word, that's me. I'm hardcore like that. <laughs> I'm hardcore like that. When it comes to faith, no, she, I'm, not, I'm not deviating. I am in Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me and I in him. So I'm in the center, he's surrounded me. And then I try to draw a bigger circle with spokes. In those circles, I now fill it in with things I care about. Work, family, faith, kids, this, health, this, this. I, I, around that life I live in Christ. Because we live in the body. Even though we are spirit beings, we still, we're still here. We have to live full life in this world. As long as we're here on planet Earth, before we go back to our creator, right? We have to then say, okay, in order for us to live this 360 life, what are the different aspects? And it looks different for different people. What do you care about? That's what it means. Work is, and when you make that map for yourself, you realize that all these things people have been telling you out there, work, life, balance, work, life, balance. Hey, don't fall for that though. Work is an output. Okay? Work doesn't define you. You design work. Work is your productivity. Work is not you. Okay, let me, I, I have to try and explain it. What you do for a living doesn't define who you are. You are the one that decides what you want to do for a living. And as a 360 woman, you actually can decide if what you are doing today is not the type of work you want to do or does not, um, does not represent how you want to be. You have heaven's permission, heaven's grace, heaven's empowerment to shift. I think that's what the 360 woman is about. You have to realize that if you find yourself in a place that looks different from what your soul is crying out for, from what your soul is saying, I'm better than that. This is not where I am. This is not where I should be. That tug, that, that tug of war, that um, clash between your reality and your sensibility and your heart's desire is what 361 is saying. Fix it. If, you're, if it's not congruent, if it's not aligned, what your soul is telling you, you were created for more than this. God is asking you for more than this. God is calling you to show up differently. If your heart is telling you that, then you have permission to shift. Now, shifting doesn't happen overnight. It might take time. It might take a year. It might take two years. But at least you're moving in that direction. So for ex as an example for me, I've always been... Um, this go-getter kind of person and, you know, the, the way I, what I wanted to do in terms of professional, be the best. And I, you know, just pushing, pushing, pushing. And I ended up, you know, working for the world's largest company headquarters. And then something changed inside of me when my dad passed a couple of years ago. And it, it required me to shift everything. It required me to walk away from corporate life. It's forced me to Recreate a new life. It recreates a new, uh, 
professional identity. So many people that know me today, they don't realize I went to school to study. My first degree is mathematics and computer science. My second degree is information systems. I have certification, SAP certification. Like people don't realize, a lot of people that are just following me now, they don't know my previous life and that's okay. But I had to shift into a new space because something inside of me was saying, you've done that, you've been there, done that. Check mark, you're done. But there's a new assignment for you. And that's what I've been running on as, as I've built Nazaru, as I've built Trade with Africa Business Summit, Trade with Africa Network, or Mobile Beauty, all of these things that I've built is, is realizing that we, it's, it's coming from productivity. You're going to build more. You're going to be more if you understand that you're a creative, productive being. In Genesis 1, God told us, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. And for me, what that means is, Bearing one fruit is doing the right thing. Multiplying is whatever it is your hands are found to do and it's done well and it's seen approval from God. Multiply it. Scale it up. Reach, like what Jesus said in terms of be my example, not just in Jerusalem, but the outermost part of the world. So if there's something you found doing, you actually have, you don't need to ask anybody, should I scale this? No, you already have a blessing in Genesis 1 that says, be fruitful. And if you're fruitful, if you're, if you're productive, if you're touching lives with, with your work, you actually already have permission to do more of those good works. And I believe it's because most of us that are believers, we're not scaling up. We are not showing up. We are not taking enough territory. That's why there's a lot of crisis in the world today. <sighs> There's a lot of crisis in the world today because we that we believe in Jesus Christ, we're not taking space. We're not taking space. We're not, because when we take space, what it means is we're bringing Jesus' kingdom of peace, of love, of joy. We are bringing it to the world. I'm telling you, peace can only come when you know Jesus <laughs> in, the, in the midst of this craziness. And as the world is racing to the end, digital disruption, all of those things, the world now is spinning, spinning to the finish line. There's going to be a lot more noise. There's going to be a lot of bad pangs, craziness going on. And the salt of the head, you have to step in. You have to whisper encouragement. When you see injustice, you need to speak up. When you see people, like just this morning, I saw some, someone just, I was like, no, you know, my husband was like, oh, I'm like, Mio, <laughs> I will speak. Like, no, let's speak up for righteousness. Let's speak up for justice. Let's speak for equity. That is what Jesus would do if he were here today. He would not be quiet. He would not be quiet. So I see the, the chaos in the world and I say, my goodness, if more were representing Christ in those dimensions, people would not be crying. The cry they are crying today. So part of being a 360 woman is committing to serve your community with justice and truth, with love, with words of encouragement. Just show up. <laughs> show up. So let me see what people are saying, if there's anything. Um, Dr. Seth, I see you again. Thank you so much for the comments you dropped today. It was really encouraging, Dr. Seth. Um, I tell you, we try. I, I mean, at least I'm committed to showing up. And when I hear from people that say they've been blessed, it's such a blessing to me as well. 
So the final thing I want to say about the 360 woman, how do you live with um, clarity, purpose, and direction is that see this analogy like you're in a car and you want to go from one point to the other. The first thing is you need to see where you're going, right? If you're in the driver's seat, where are you going? And I know some people don't even like to hear that. I remember a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> I was in a wrong group. And I was like, oh, where is this group going? Every People were not happy. People were not happy that I asked that question. Because people are okay with being okay. For me, living with clarity is, why am I here? Why am I in this group? Why am I doing this? Why am I, why am I here? Like, I just, I love those type of questions. I ask myself those questions. Like, if it doesn't make sense to me, or if there's no spiritual understanding, because there are some times when it may not make sense to my head, but my spirit says go, like my heart is at peace, then I go. So everything doesn't have to be cerebral, <laughs> even, even in that sense of the word. But if it doesn't make sense here, and there's conflict here, then I ask myself, oh boy, this is not for you. <laughs> this is not for you. So clarity is about if you're in the driver's seat of your life, just having some form of understanding. And it takes time. I tell you, it takes time to be able to understand it. But working with Jesus, you can have an understanding to say, who did you create me to be? What have you called me to solve for? And whatever he calls you to solve for can shift because he says he who is found faithful in little, right, will be given more to do. So if you are faithful in a dimension and God finds you faithful in that dimension, a year after, he may call you to something different. Glory to glory. That's my own experience of God is that if I can be faithful in whatever he has committed into my hands in all dimension, um, and that's, that's about commitment. That commitment I talked about in the 360 woman is you have to commit that if you're a mom, what is your commitment to your kids? Um, if you're a spouse, what commitment? Because I just be, I just have this belief that God would ask you questions about all kinds of things. Like, how did you treat that man? <laughs> like the man I gave you. He said, you will find a wife, finds a good thing. So I saw you as a good thing. That's why I gave this man to him. Have you been good to him? <laughs> I'm telling you. Maybe I think differently. But when I think about those things, I shape up. I shape up quickly because I'm telling you, there's another type of towing, side of towing that is like, uh, 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 like I'm like this, uh, I can be saucy. <laughs> but for the grace of God and the Holy Spirit of my life, I can be that mm, stand in your lane, leave me alone kind of person. But when the Holy Spirit whispers and say, hey, towing, what are you doing? You were wrong. Go and apologize. I'm like, apologize for what you know you'd be like me 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 no tell this spirit who if you if you stay with him if you allow i said if you allow the holy spirit to panel beat you he will shape you properly he will shape you but if you don't want him to shape you and you're not ready to listen to the truth and the truth is too bitter like they say then you'll be running around with your own I say foolish understanding. I'm telling you, as human beings, sometimes the Bible says there's a, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it is destruction. If you know that, that just because you think you are right doesn't mean you are right. 
Okay, let me say that again. It's so important. Just because this is the this is the dangerous side of life. Just because in all of your faculty, you think you are justified. In God's presence doesn't mean you are right. That is dangerous. And that consciousness even makes me check myself. It makes me check myself like, oh, Tony is right. Tony is him. It's her. It's this. Ah, God will say, oh, but, oh girl, he, cool down. Let me show you something else. Let me give you a different perspective. You are looking at it from the wrong way. Let me show you. And that's what the Holy Spirit tells us. He says, come, sit with me. Let us reason together. He says, come, calm down. You know, mellow. You know, my people in Africa will say, mellow, chill. Softing your boo -boo -boo. because especially Africans, we can be like that, and I know that I'm like that too. But when the Holy Spirit says, Tony, calm down, calm down, don't race to a foolish conclusion. Come, come, come. Let me tell you how to see this situation. And when the Holy Spirit shows me, I'm like, Ah, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, I was wrong. So for me, the 360 woman is staying right there in that place with christ and giving him permission he jesus is a gentleman he will not bust your bubble he will not force himself into your heart you're the one to make your heart soft make it pliable don't have a heart of stone i'm telling you i can i'm i'm preaching to myself because boy i am fierce i am fierce in different ways but i i only now these days i try to be fierce in the things of god you know, I try to apply my intensity and my passion to only areas that I feel God is asking me to show up in. And then I mind my business in all, all other areas. I'm like, no, I'm not ready to <laughs> insert myself into that space. <laughs> in Yoruba, we say, oh, like, meaning God no send me. <laughs> so anyway, so the 360 woman is about in the car, seeing clearly where you're heading to. Where are you heading to? Where are you driving to? Where are you driving your life to? I remember there's a story where my, me and my dad, my late dad, um, is a story I've shared on different platforms where as a teenage girl driving and learning how to drive in Africa, we know how crazy driving is there. Uh, my dad was sitting in the passenger seat and I was driving. And as I was driving, little me, I can't even remember what age I was. Little me, you're driving. So one man, one taxi man, you know how they drive rough. He wanted to edge in and block me and intimidate me into, you know, getting rattled. You know what my father did? My father shouted at me. He shouted, Toy, block him, block him, block him. You have right of way. I say, show. That's how little me was like, I didn't let that guy. <laughs> because my father was there. I did like this. I didn't let that guy in. After I navigated that scene, my dad now looked at me and said, don't, don't you ever let anybody rattle you out of your way. You might end up in a ditch. And that's what I hear the Holy Spirit say as well. Stay in your lane. God has given you permission to show up to the world. Don't let anything, anyone, force you off the path christ has given you you have permission you have right of way because if you let circumstances of life dictate where you're going 
you might end up in a ditch. I'm telling you, that's what I'm hearing with all the things happening in the world. Don't buy into wrong philosophies, wrong teachings that are out there. They are abundant. Stay in your lane as a Christian. Stay in the word. Stay in Jesus. Stay with the Holy Spirit and let him direct you. Don't let anybody shift you from your faith. Don't let life circumstances make you lose faith. I tell you, this past week was incredibly crazy coming when i see my own country and the craziness i had to pray and say god help me see this how do i process this how can i how can you how can this be happening and my conclusion and what i saw in my heart was we should be thanking god that god is allowing us to see things that were already there things that could be worse that has been preventing from happening because the speed at which these people killed these people, you know that they didn't just wake up and start thinking of that. God was saying to me, and that's what I that's how I processed this was, thank me, this thing has been there. You did not just see it. This sense, this lack of love and, and murderous heart of man, it wasn't manufactured because of the protest. It's been there. People have been doing, people have been stealing. So the protest just brought out what was already there. And I felt God was saying, thank me. Because what they've done is nothing compared to what they had planned for you guys. At least now everybody's awake. People are awoke. Before, everybody was asleep. But those things were brewing under, corrupting, corrupting under. And people were tolerating, tolerating, tolerating. Do you know how many people, the number of people that were done that day at Lekki is nothing compared to the injustice that has been happening for years in the North. Do you know how many people have already lost their life in the North that nobody talked about? That is what I heard in my spirit. And I say, oh boy, I better chilo. I better chilo. I better mellow. The thing now is everybody's awake. Those things will not be permitted anymore. People will now fight for life. People will now solve for life. Before, people were protecting individual. My, as long as it doesn't come to my... Now it has, it's now on the streets. It's now everywhere. So as a nation now, we have to repair. As a nation, people now have to rebuild. These things have been happening. It wasn't just obvious. It's been happening in the north. It's been happening in the east. People have been crying. Nobody gave them attention, but now it's happened in the biggest city. Now the world is awake. So that's what I got when I went back to my Baba and say, God, how do you process these senseless things? How do you see? How, how did you? People are praying now. But God told me, thank me. This thing that is now obvious so that you people can know where to direct your prayer and fix it. It's not that it was created by the protest. No, it wasn't created by the protest. The protest only brought it to the public. I say, okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> so for me, that's, that's what's happened this week. Is that when we see things in the world, let's not rush to conclusion. Let's not rush to judgment. As a 360 woman in faith, Go back to God and say, how do I see this? My heart is hot. My mind is confused. I don't know how to process this. Please show me 
but you are God. You remain God, right? You remain God. Teach me how to see this. Teach me how to be. Teach me how to think. And so for me, that's what I offer. That's what I offer. And that's how I live my life. So when you see me showing up in one dimension and say, hey, trust me, it's because of understanding that I show up. And even my walk is tied to my feet because economics is an underlying problem in all of the injustice we see around the world. Economics. That's why one of the solutions I've brought through my work is showing people the path to individual and national prosperity. That's my day job. Is showing people and teaching people the path to individual prosperity and national prosperity. Because if the people prosper, you will not be seeing all these things. The enemy uses all of these things to cause, you know, anyway. But that's another topic, but let me leave it at that. So if you follow my work, know it's coming from a place of bringing solutions to the injustice we see in the world. It's out of that understanding that I share knowledge, that I share every day, that I commit myself to what we do with trade with Africa. is seeing the possibility of Africa and seeing the potential but that potential can only be unleashed when you think about trade and investment and opportunities. Anyway, that's another, if you, if you don't follow that, that's something I do, but it's, it's appears secular, but it's driven from my understanding. Okay. Let me see of, see the comments, um, there, um, bro, bro, Yomi, I know I see you. I'll call you out. I'll call you bro. Yomi. She says, should we keep quiet? I think first thing I'm, I'm saying, I'm assuming in, it's in the context of what's happening up in Nigeria. I wouldn't say keep quiet, but I would say let's seek God's face first and let's understand the role he wants us to play. That's how I'm processing it to say, okay, I see what's going on. Where do you want me to play? And knowing that I'm a piece of the puzzle, of this big puzzle, and God has empowered us with different types of skills. It's like what the Bible talks about the church is like. Some are called to be prophets, some are called to be evangelists, all of that. That's what the way I see the world is that God wants each of us to play a certain type of role. But if we step into the wrong role and we start doing what he has not called us to do, we will not be effective. So if he's not calling you to protest and you're protesting, your protest may not be effective. That's what I mean. But if you are called and you are gifted in standing, because protest, so let's, let's just play this thing in the Bible. Remember there was a, a, a battle that was being fought by Joshua and Moses' responsibility was to raise his hand. That's all he did. What God called Moses to do was not to go down and start fighting that battle and joining in the war and holding, no. His weapon of war was different. It looked different. It was raising his hand. Others were called to hold up their hand. And then people skilled in real on-ground battle were in the battle. And as the hand was raised up, that's all it was. Because if he, if, he, if he said, oh, I want to also join people in that battle, the battle is already lost because he, he left is place open. So that's what I mean. Each must ask God, where's my place in all these things around the world? Where do you want me to stay? 
We need to stay there. And what does he want me to do? That is that which we need to do. And that is the only way to be effective. So even while I've, I've, I've been seeing those things, I've been tempted. There are times when I would just tweet this, tweet this. Like this morning, I saw some one woman just doing something, insulting people. I was like, no, don't judge people. Even though my flesh, <laughs> Tony's flesh, ah, has been like prepared to join and, you know, lend my voice. There's a side of me that has been saying, that's not what I called you to do. You are most effective in something else. Keep that work I sent you to do. So this week, I actually showed up every day. Since Monday, I've been showing up every day life. Because even before it happened, the last weekend, I just felt towing. You need to do something differently. You need to show up. You need to let be a voice throughout this week. And I was like, I've never done that before. I just show up one, once a week and that's it. Or some weeks, I don't even show up. But last weekend, I felt do something different. Every day this week, show up do life and i was like life so it's so for those who follow me you would have seen that this week on monday or sunday night i put up oh i'm doing something different this week every day this week i'm going to do this so when these things started in nigeria i questioned myself I was like how can i be talking about trade and investment where people are losing their life but i felt keep it that's what i sent you to do go 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 out there and offer one word you speak my offer encouragement to somebody so that's what I did. So even though it was very hard, like yesterday, even before I went live, I was like almost bawling, like what I was seeing was wrong. But because I was committed to doing what I felt in my heart, God was telling me to do. I did it. I did it for 10 minutes. I probably would have gone longer 30 minutes, but I did it just for 10 minutes. So this past week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I came live every day and I spoke and I spoke and I encouraged and I shared. And honestly, it was tough. It was tough for me to do it. But again, bro, Yomi, what I would say is, let's just listen to what he wants us to do in this season. It might, it would definitely, it might look different for everybody. So that's what I try to do is to listen, to say, hey, do you want me to do a luta continua? <laughs> do you want me to go radical on social media? Ah, I can write though, I can tweet though. But I heard no. That is not for you. That's not your strategy. That's not where you are effective. You actually command a different level at a different level of dimension. So there were calls I made to governments. I made calls offline, privately to leaders and government. I say, Shay, you people have failed. You people should have done this. So behind the scene, that was where I played, right? That was where I felt my I was released to play. I'm watching it. My heart is, <laughs> I'm, but I'm processing it through the lens of my understanding of what God wants me to do. And that's what I would encourage each person to do. Don't be the one pouring gas or gasoline inside an inflamed situation already, right? The situation is already inflamed. So why do you want to pour more injury and more and make it more worse? So for me, it's, can we be a voice for justice? Can we be a voice for equity? Can we be a voice for inspiration? Can we be one that helps people to see a different ways or different way of processing this, of educating people of a different way to perceive this? So that's 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 it. I I mean, again, I always go back to me being in the middle, Christ first, 
before I start running around doing things, <laughs> you know, like, because I can race to, hey, hey, you know, but I just, the way I've, this 360 thing works for me is before I start showing up or doing this or that out of my understanding, I say, is this a message you're sending me? I don't want to be in a place where I'm not graced to be. Because if you show up to a place you're not graced to be, <laughs> it's like what the scriptures did, um, you know, in uh, New Testament where some people were trying to cast <laughs> some demons. The demon chased them. And they say, why did he, Why didn't these people say by prayer and fasting? You know, it's like, have you gone back to go and pray and fast first? Have you sought the face of the Lord if this is if this is a battle he's calling you to fight? If it's not a battle he's calling you to fight, don't show up. You are not, you are not, you've not armored yourself, you know, the full armor of God, breastplate of righteousness. Uh, please help me to helmet of salvation and breastplate of righteousness, sword of the spirit, feet guarded with the gospel of truth, and belts guarded with what? If you've not done that work, don't go out there and be showing up fighting fights that god hasn't called you to do people may not like what i just said but that's that's out of my understanding and my understanding i always try to um check first with <laughs> my lord and savior and say eh i what i what do you want me to do in this scenario this thing is painful this thing is sad this is crazy how do i do this because so god might tell you raise your hand Offer yourself. Some of us, we are being called to teach people who don't know better. So go and teach if that's what God is calling you to do. If God is telling you to build a business that will employ all of the, this youth from the street, go and build that business. Because if, if these people, when I say these people, it's not in a, it's not in a derogatory. I'm saying if these things were seen, if they were employed, the people that are, they are looting, that people are judging and saying this, I, I'm telling you, anybody that sits in judgment seat, you are literally saying, oh, I'm better than them. I know better than them. If I, Because if you were in their shoes, how are you sure you will not do the same thing? That is where judgment, when I, I wash my hands from judging anybody. Because if not for the grace of God, you are sitting comfortably in your house, you have lights, you have cell phone, you have data. And then you are tweeting. Those people are this. Hmm. Be careful. I'm not. I'm not in that. I'm not in that space, because for the grace of God, if you were in certain situation, you would do certain. It's not that people want to do these things. It's not that people want to be out there doing all these things. No, but there is economics um, issues. Um, there are dynamic. I'm, I told I, when I was having a conversation with my husband today. I say, hey, it's the same thing we saw here with the Black Lives Matter movement. When the educated elites were in the streets, looking all, you know, tushed up, protesting in the dimension, we saw looting in the inner cities, right? We saw it too. So this is not isolated to Africa. It's human experience. It's that the people that, you know, we're well-schooled, we fight differently, we protest differently. The people that are suffering in inner cities that have nothing, right? I even told my husband that, do you remember we were watching on video a woman trying to carry a mattress out in, 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 here in US? We saw her trying to carry a mattress and we were wondering, oh my goodness, what type of poverty could let somebody be struggling with a whole mattress that you don't even have the energy to carry? 
that is what I'm saying that we shouldn't sit in judgment of. So I'm not saying people should not speak. Please speak, speak up, but let's speak up for righteousness, justice, truth. Let's speak with empathy. Let's speak from a place of understanding. Let's offer our arts. Let's deal with our art first so that we are not sitting in judgment of people that if we were in their shoes, we would not be doing better. So that's, again, sometimes the way I think is different. <laughs> I think differently. I act differently. Sometimes it may not be popular, but always, always I submit my thoughts and my desires to God's will. And I ask him, please teach me. If I'm seeing this thing wrong, please help me. And for me, the 360 woman is about that. It's about, you know, the clarity that I'm saying, being in the driver's seat, trying to see properly, seeing through the lens of God. And then there's also direction. How do you live with direction? Direction comes from God as well. Because if you, how many times have you gone on a road journey? If you can trust MapQuest and Google Map to give you direction, then please trust your creator to give you direction for your life as well. If you can get into your car and trust that you will get to a place you've never been to, just because Google Maps tells you, turn right, turn left, and you're doing that, and you cannot trust the Holy Spirit to guide you, there's a problem, right? So that direction, seeing with clarity, where are you going? I'm living with, you know, having some form of direction is important because there are times you, you want is just like, what am I even doing? Where am I doing? But I found often that sometimes God is just asking me to trust him and take one step. He's not even asking me to run a mile. He's saying, no, just take a one step of belief, one step. And that's what GPS does too. GPS is not telling you, turn right, turn left, turn left, right, turn left. You know, it's not saying, turn right, turn left, turn left. It's not telling you, it's not giving you the entire direction all at once because you can't comprehend it. You know, the same thing, the Holy Spirit is not jumbling you with, uh, you know, uh, or, or it's not loading you with things you cannot do. It's just giving you, turn right. And he keeps quiet and he waits. If you don't obey, nothing happens. Or you just say, stop. Turn left, or he will tell you you've missed your you've missed you've missed the road. Turn at your nearest convenience, <laughs> as soon as you can. Change the direction you are taking your life. You see, that's the gentleness of the Holy Spirit. Some of us we derail, and it's, remember I said, offer yourself grace. Offer yourself grace. Acknowledge that where you are right now, maybe you've taken a few wrong turns. If you can acknowledge that, then go back to him and say, okay, how do I make this right? If I find myself in the wrong space, how do I make this right? So that's what 360 woman is, direction. You can get it right. You can get it wrong, wrong, but always know that the Holy Spirit is there as your confidence to redirect you. That's grace. That's And I, I take him up on that always. So when I... When I make mistakes, when I say the wrong thing, in fact, I'll give you an example. I was going to text something today and I said, no, don't text it. You're not, the energy with which you are sending this thing is the wrong energy. So leave it there. Go fix yourself. Be happy. Go and do something good. And then when you come back, you'll be in the right space and better prepared to share this thing. That's what I mean is we are not always right, 
but we can seek direction and if we listen to the Holy Spirit. And then finally, so clarity, see, direction. Where are you going? The third thing is purpose. Purpose, purpose or passion. Okay, but, well, passion will feed your purpose. If you have purpose and you don't have passion, you will get tired. This is a long journey. So passion, passion is when God tells you what to do, go out and do it well with all of your heart. That's what the Bible says. Do it with all of your heart. If you are gifted in giving, in gifts of giving, give with all of your heart. If you are gifted in serving, serve with all of your heart. If you are gifted in educating people, educate with all of your heart. So for me, the way I see it is passion. Sometimes people think, oh, do what you are passionate about. No, that's not my principle. My principle is be passionate about what you are doing. There's a difference. Some people say, oh, go with the flow of your passion. Eh, don't be passionate about the wrong thing. Some people are passionate about things that are ungodly <laughs> right now. So for me, it's about whatever God has put in my hand, I will do it with all of my heart. I will show up with all of my heart. I may not have everything right, but I will commit. I will say yes to it. And I will train myself to be passionate about the things of God. So as an example, the 360 woman, the 360 woman is not something that I thought I would ever do, right? It's not something that I conceived and say, oh, I want to teach people. No, I am minding my own business. <laughs> I can barely, I'm barely just focused on living my own life. I, I don't put, if you know me in person, you will know I do not, I mind my business. I do not put my mouth in any other person's business or tell anybody how to live their life. I don't do that because I need all my energy to propel the work God has called me to do. So, but when I felt this talking in my heart to say, teach, 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 share, share, share. Like the principles you've learned, you need to share it. Ah, I say, share. Like, why? Why should I? Why, why should I do that? So I'm telling you, the birth of 360 woman was a push for me to share, to share. Because um, and my husband, maybe my husband knows me more, but he's been telling me that I should do this more. <laughs> uh, I should have. Maybe I'll prioritize it more in the future. But he's been telling me, Tony, do this more, do this more. I, but I run, I run, I run, I run. I, would, I, I run all over. He's telling me, no, do this more, do this more. This women 361, do it more. But for me, I'll run, run, run. But then I come back to it. So it's part of, so, but when I, concluded, okay, God, I'll do this. So this is where passion comes in. When I concluded and said, okay, I'll do this. I now said, oh, if I'm going to do this all, then I'll do it with excellence. That's where passion comes in. The moment you say yes to God, show up with excellence. Don't give it up, you know, one leg in, one leg out. No, God doesn't need that. He doesn't need that. It's for your own good that is asking you to do certain things and for the good of mankind, right? Or the, the people he's called you to serve. So for me, so that's what happened with 360 Woman. The, the moment I say, okay, after I completed all my wrestling, you know, those things in your spirit, you're like, no, God, let me do. After I completed it, after I had clarity in terms of this is something you need to do, 
while I, while after I understood, okay, what is it for? Then I took it up and said, okay, if I'm going to do this, then I want it to be excellent. Okay. That's why you see the branding of the 360 woman, the platform that we've created where people can come in and engage and read content that would edify them. That's what I mean by passion. Be passionate about whatever it is you've committed to do. Don't do it one leg in, one leg out. So that's an example right there of 360 woman is me saying yes. Once I said yes, I said, you know what? I'm going to do it really well. I'm going to do it really well. Something that, you know, um, I want my creator to be proud of. I'll give the best of me to this thing. Um, and to be to be honest, this is something I need to do more of. Uh, so I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm committed. I've com that The first step is I'm committed. But the second thing now is how do you organize things? So we have the platform, we have YouTube, we have social media. I'm also going to need volunteer because this is um, more of a not-for-profit space. Um, in terms of everything I do, I'm, I'm using the funds for my business to push this forward. So it's important. That's, that's why I'm showing up. It's important. Um, and I, according to my husband, <laughs> and I'm learning that it's, it's a space that I feel God wants me to feel to share um, because my husband, I talk a lot about my husband because boy, we sharpen each other. If you hear us talking like this, you'll be like, what are they saying? We, we grind, we grind. That's what, in fact, I was joking with him today. If he said something, what did he say? He was saying, oh, it was, sometimes he, he, he uses words like, oh, my wife, I'm like you, hmm. Mr. Publisher, okay, he publishes books, he's an author. I say, Mr. Publisher, I'm following in your footsteps, oh, the giant steps that you are leading, leading us to. I'm just, me, I never finish my book where I don't start to. So I was joking with him that, you know, there are, the problem many people face today is that they don't have environments that can help them flourish and become the best version of themselves. So I was just gisting, I said, ah, is you now. She be her publishing books. You are writing books. You are doing all these things. Ah, me too. I better go and finish my book. <laughs> ah, my husband has been telling me, told him, go and write books. Go and write because he publishes books. So if I write a book today, I don't have, I don't even have to think about publishing. He's read, like he said, bring those books. Let me publish it for you. So it's me. <laughs> so I'm the one delaying. So that's another funny thing. But anyway, so I, I was just saying that a lot of the problems a lot of people have today is that they are not in spaces that can embrace their 360 personality. Because I'm telling you, women, when you show up the way God has created you, in your home, in your family, in your office, in the world, people will have to give, you are going to expand. And you're going to, you're going to expand. And then people will have to get out of your way. But when you are doing this, you know, do you know the story of the fish that there's a particular fish that if you put it in a small bowl, it will never grow big. But if you take that same fish and put it in a big ocean, it will grow big. That is happening to so many people today. You are putting yourself in a bowl that has no room for what you carry. It will not give you room to flourish. Check on that. So as a 360 woman, as I'm trying to wrap up now, you are committed to showing up fully, unapologetically, 
you are here to offload what God has packed for you. In fact, I say you are a gift to this world, but your job is to unwrap that gift and delete, deliver that gift to your world. Unwrap it. Don't hide it. Bible says, don't be a light. A light does not hide itself under the table. You are the light of the world. Show up. Speak up. In your home, in your family, spread. Let people experience you. Let your family experience you. Let your kids experience you. Let your world experience you. And those who are not ready to experience you, walk away. I'm telling you, walk away. There's a preaching T.D. Jakes. Okay, maybe I won't share that, but walk away. Walk away. Don't shrink. Don't shrink yourself to make other people happy. Please don't do that. You are going to give account. I've told you. What scares me, maybe not scares me, but what governs me is that I've seen people at the end of their life. My own father has passed. And what people had to say about him was not this or that. It was the impact he had in his community. And I've seen people in their 80s sitting down and regretting what, because the, the reasons you are not performing at your top right now is not going to matter when you are 80. The people that are keeping you down right now, they will be inconsequential when you are in the nursing home, <laughs> evaluating your legacy. They will not matter. You will even remember their names. Whoever, whatever boss, the, the formal uh, wrong, bad bosses that I have, they don't matter in my life. So whichever boss today is keeping you, because for me, when I was in corporate, <laughs> they know me. Even when I left, even the city I used to live before, they now tell me to come back. I'm telling you, commit to showing up and then God will give you another assignment and you move on. The things you are, that is keeping you limited today, they will not matter when you are 80. They will not matter. You won't even remember the names of those people. I don't even remember the people that in the workplace then they used to say this or say that about me. They are not relevant. In the grand scheme of your life, those people are not relevant. The people keeping you behind today, they are not relevant. T.D. Jake said, even the Bible says it, but T.D. Jake says something around you know, when you think about age, the age, your age is the age of your body when you were born to this world. Your spiritual maturity operates at a different level. It's not governed by age. And that's why um, Job, said, Job said, there's a spirit in man. God is the one that gives it inspiration. So if you stay with Jesus, if you stay with him, he can give you ancient wisdoms ancient wisdom and you can operate those those wisdom no matter what your age is so your age is governed by your flesh when your flesh flesh was born <laughs> right but your spirits can tap into the things of god and get sp spiritual understanding that even you you will marvel and that's it my dear that's the 360 woman so i want to hear from you how often should we do this type of workshop how often should we engage? Uh, because this is not for me. I am in my quietness, dealing with my God and seeking his face. But I'm being nudged to do more sharing and engaging in this way. So help me. 
how often do you everything i share today what do you think um okay that's it so if there are no questions i i also see that um maybe after this i'll leave this video out there check out our, our youtube it's 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 very new so it's growing um constantly exploring ways to be more impactful um so hopefully i've shared my heart <laughs> i hope it's blessed you i also want to hear from you please drop a comment drop a note dm me um this is a different side of me <laughs> that i don't it's i don't share it publicly the, the side i share is more you know let's trade with africa let's you know more more serious side but i tell you people who know me for real for real you know how i roll man you know how i roll when it comes to all these other areas of life family love engaging friendships these are all areas i'm invested in deeply so even when i engage with people publicly it's a different space than the people that know me that we pray we engage we talk about life like there are some people that know me like that like if you want to engage they know where who to call and i'm like for you for real you did what <laughs> so it's been an honor um to do this uh maybe i'll do it more okay uh Shanae said each saturday morning it's possible. Let me even give you a gist <laughs> about Saturdays. Saturdays are actually my rest days. I've negotiated it with my spouse. <laughs> the 360 woman knows how to negotiate. So Saturdays, I don't cook breakfast. I don't cook lunch. <laughs> my spouse, because, <laughs> because we talk, we, we, and that's, those are some of the things in terms of how I live 360. Maybe the more I share this, you start seeing some some tricks and tricks. Um, you know, some tricks of you know living a full life. So basically, you know, this virtual schooling all day during the week. In addition to my day job, I also the kids, one of my my kids goes in one day, comes in. I'm the one managing, let me just say I'm the one managing the home front in terms of academics. Uh, my husband is a professor, so he's super, 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 super busy. He's the one teaching kids in universities and he's also dealing at a different level, right? So, but one of the things we do is we, we check on each other. Like, how are you doing? How are you doing? Do you need help? Do you need help? And, um, and the help I needed <laughs> was, oh boy, after running Monday to Friday, Saturday, I, I, I cannot but, <laughs> you know, so... He has graciously, for now at least, that's negotiation for now until we get through this COVID-19, whatever. We've negotiated that, okay, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, I'll take care of everything else. You can go and do whatever it is you want to do. <laughs> so Saturdays, you find me in bed, you find my son bringing me breakfast. <laughs> you know, you tell them, oh, mommy, what else do you want? I'm like... I can't be bothered today. So, so maybe Saturday. I already have Saturdays free, free. Um, so like that's why I can do this. Like I'm in the space in the basement. I close the door. The kids are like doing their own thing. So maybe Saturdays I can share that with you people. But yeah, Saturdays are my negotiated <laughs> free. <laughs> it's so funny because oh my god, there's another story of how we landed there. But boy. Those are the things as a 360 woman. So all week I show up. I show up for my family. I do everything they want me to do. I'm telling you, 
I'm like tomorrow morning now, my kids will wake up. They'll say, homemade, they want homemade um, waffle. Hey, that's it. My kids have spoiled them in a very good way because I have very warm memories of my parents. I'm telling you. And I want to leave the same for my kids. I have very kind, very sweet, very endearing memories of growing up. If, in fact, when you talk about food, even here in Chicago, one of the families was like, ah, when we were in uh, Nigeria, Africa, we used to remember your mom, January 1, she would bring us pounded yam and vegetable. That was neighbor. So we had this neighborly relationship and some of the kids, they were flying from abroad to visit their grandmom or their mother-in-law. My mom, come January 1, we are cooking for the neighborhood. <laughs> I'm telling you, big, I can cook all, no, <laughs> big pots, fire, we'll do rice, you stay, you'll be doing like this, <laughs> you will stay, and then we will pack the food, meat, they will kill cow or whatever, we will now pack it. The job of we, the kids, is to go and deliver the food to all my parents' friends. They know us that we are the Akiti people. Pounded yam, rice, meat, we will now carry it. The kids, they will divide us. It's division of labor. Do you go to this? My dad will write list of names with um, cards, um, greeting cards. You know, because, yeah, they would just give people Merry Christmas card. No. We actually do more. In fact, when I was in Bowling Green, Ohio, I tried it with my Caucasian friends. I just, early in the morning, Christmas, they'll just take wine. I'll just go and give them wine, non-alcoholic wine and a card, Merry Christmas. So it's, it's coming from my background, my upbringing. So New Year Day, we will now, <laughs> we don't even stay out though. We will go, we will disperse. If we are the Korea, like we the kids, they will give us the list of names. You, you are responsible for chief this, Mr. This, Pastor this, blah, blah, blah. You, Dicky, you are you're responsible. They will now give us all the names. But the good thing for us kids is that as we are, do as we are giving them that food, you know what will happen? Those people will settle us with cash. <laughs> you know, Nigeria now. You will now say, oh, good job. They will now give the kids money. So we, we will be making money on Christmas, on New Year Day. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I have very warm memories of growing up in Africa. Very endearing, you know, very kind, very loving. Um, you know, I lived more, I think, upper middle class, if I can say that. So all of the poverty thing people talk about today, I'm like, I'm just learning all of those things. But I have very kind memories. So what I am trying to do as a mom is trying to find ways to recreate those things for my kids in a, in a different land. So part of it is all this food things I was just talking about. So Sunday morning, <laughs> my kids would just say, mommy, waffle, waffle. And those waffles are homemade. It's not frozen, ego, the Lego. I don't do those things. So, ah, no, I would mix <laughs> the butter. Ah, you need, maybe I'll invite some of you one day. I'll throw a big party <laughs> for everybody. I'll say, come. No, anyway, I'm just joking. So my thing as a 360 woman is recognizing what were the best things my parents did for me and then trying to see what can I do to recreate those experiences, those amazing memories. Uh, how can I recreate it for my kids? So I love when I see those kids. I know it's work. I'm telling you these things. It's If I could have my will, of course, I won't, I will, somebody else should be cooking for me. But I'm saying 360 woman, you commit. <laughs> you have to commit time 
energy to all of these things. Um, <laughs> ah, says who buy it? He knows that's bro, bro, me, right? I'm calling bro, me because we are family. He knows, he knows, and we miss him so much. In fact, when we we're in Arkansas, we used to rotate each other's house, and his, his, ah, his wife, me, I can cook, his wife can cook. <laughs> so, food brings joy, you know. We are as family, we and even. Bro, can I share this? Christmas, you know, he drove up with his entire family from Arkansas and we spent Christmas morning together. And it was such, I still have the videos. I still have the videos of how our kids were opening their presents and, you know, shouting. And, oh, I love those type of things. So that's what I mean by the 360 woman is we have to commit to creating, um, spaces of joy uh for our families and then we are we also have permission to negotiate <laughs> i just told you i negotiated right so it's not a matter of oh i'm doing everything they are not no that's not it that's not what i mean that it's not that attitude it's more of i'm committed you're committed but we still have to you know if if i'm down you know and that's what the bible says is when one is down the other would lift them up so and then you can negotiate what do you need to thrive and for me in this moment of covid what i needed to thrive was having a break <laughs> on saturdays <laughs> to just say ah i run this race monday to friday i just need a break and i'm so thankful that i have a partner that listens to me and you know gives me that opportunity so maybe saturdays i'll see what i can do shanae um, okay, bro, you gave me said, go ahead. Yes, I, I shared it already. I, I won't share more, Joe, but your friendship is amazing. The family is amazing. Um, the other day, my kids were actually telling a story about your kids. Uh, so, you know, that's it. Okay, that's it, guys. This gist is over. <laughs> Take care. Um, I would love to, I'll be reading some of the other comments that comes after, okay? Lots of love. Bye. <laughs>